Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. You've heard it said, he's a diamond in the rough. Or maybe, diamonds are forever. Here's something else I've learned about diamonds. They're just pieces of coal put under pressure for a long, long, long time. So when I start feeling like I want to give up, I think about that little piece of coal. And if that piece of coal can make something of itself by not giving up, so can I. Persistence is in you. From PassItOn.com. KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas brings out all the stops. Tune in to KLP Aftermath as we have stories, reviews, current events, and even our famous segment, Elephants in the Room. Inspired by the Breakfast Club's Donkey of the Day, KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas streams on Atlanta's number one radio station, Swanky 93.3 and the Heat's 94.6. Radio stations. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. He went without food, not to lose weight, but to help people lose generations of hate. While many around him rose up with violence, he sat down for peace. When others used religion as an excuse for war, he used it to remind them of love. Mahatma Gandhi made the world a far better place by reaching out with the strength he cultivated within his soul. Soul is in you. Now pass it on from PassItOn.com. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another exciting podcast here today this is the klp aftermath season six of course with your host klp kennedy lucas it is a wonderful june 12th of course it is monday glad to be back into the studio uh thank you guys for you know staying tuned for this podcast uh i'm always gonna be and i'm gonna say this simone every single time we wake up in the morning i leave my house Right. And I and I dabble back into the city of Atlanta to get to the studio to perform a good podcast for you guys. So uh, thank you again. Thank you, everybody that stayed tuned for us. Thank you for everybody that's listening to us this morning. This is the KLP Aftermath Morning uh, Radio Show Season 6. I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. As always, I, I, I thank you guys. But of course, we've got uh, Simone. She is in the studio. Simone, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good, Kennedy. We were, this is this was another weekend where it was a little bit more chill for me, right? 
Uh, we didn't get to go outside. We went outside so much this weekend, um, but it, it feels good. Sometimes when you're working the whole long week and it's the week where you need to take some time off and you really get to enjoy the time off that you need, I took advantage of this weekend because as you guys know, we're here in Atlanta and I want to say Saturday was good, but yesterday morning was a little bit rough because it started to rain yesterday morning and then yesterday evening it kind of got to where the sun was kind of creeping out and uh you know some things have happened and it, i don't know the weather here in georgia is weird it's it's humid it's hot um is is interesting it very is interesting how the weekend turn of events saturday was good everybody was out i saw a lot of people out at piedmont park this saturday well friday and saturday so that's exciting that's always an exciting thing to see uh, people outside and really enjoying their time and then Sunday everybody's in, in bed still in bed I was in bed on yesterday up until about 12 o'clock in the afternoon because you know it was a weekend where we didn't have too much going on it was the weekend and a lot of things have happened but fully rested ready to go for another exciting week I know Kelly you've had an amazing weekend but for all you guys that don't know me by now it's your girl Simone T ready for another podcast good morning Atlanta and good morning to our fan base. You know, our numbers, look, I'm going to be harping, Kennedy. I'm going to harp on our numbers a lot. But our numbers have been up. People have been listening to our show. And it's been, it's been spectacular. It's been a very, very spectacular thing to see our numbers grow. And as always, I'm glad to be part of the show. But Kennedy, you, you've had an extremely good weekend, I hear. Yeah, Simone, I actually did have a... So this weekend was very, very good. Um, So... It feels good to not be in school for a week. Um, as a lot of our fan base probably don't know this about me, uh, about school. But yes, I am in grad school. And what my grad school does, when you pass a course, you get a week off from school. And then that next week, you start back. Now, the graces of, of, of my online program where I can kind of create my own schedule, if you will. So I can take about up to four courses at a time if i really wanted to um i'm just i'm running a company so i don't really have a whole lot of time to devote now if i just didn't have a job and didn't have bills to pay i probably would have took advantage of and, and take class four classes per semester i would have been done way sooner um but as many many people who's going out with their grad uh, their graduate program their mba uh, they take one class at a time because we work full time. So I was able to take a week off from from classes and courses. So I didn't have any homework this week it was fantastic. And work besides everything else has been tremendous. So to the point of that, I'm glad that this weekend was a weekend that I could just rest and not be so focused on work and not have to get things done over this past weekend. So I chilled, you know. I went to the gym twice this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Very, very fantastic because I've never done that before. I, usually I go, with, I do go three times a week, Simone, but uh, this weekend I just, I really didn't have nothing going on or nothing big going on. So I was, you know, grateful to, to go to the gym twice. Um, did a lot of gaming. Uh, I played, of course, Street Fighter VI. Amazing game. I did play Star Wars The Jedi Survivor this weekend. And this another game that I popped back into my PlayStation 5 was the Saints Row 3 Remaster. And I forgot how good that remaster was. So I started to dabble onto some gaming this weekend. 
Um, besides going to the gym, uh, I did get a new iPad, so I'm very, very happy about that. I was able to get it, uh, of course, under my uh, one of my AT&T accounts, and I ended up getting the iPad, the uh, case for it. And I ended up picking up an Apple Pencil, too, because uh, that stuff I can expense out for business expense. So very, very excited. I, that was kind of the highlight of this weekend. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. Called my parents, called my sisters, and it was just, it was a chill, very, very chill weekend. So it was very, very good. Uh, weekends like this comes, doesn't come that, that often, but it does come. I did have, uh, I did have a business meeting, uh, like a brief business meeting um, this, this Friday. And I guess I'll go ahead and announce it, guys. Uh, of course, if you haven't seen the latest SNN episode stream broadcast on Friday. Yes, we have anchors coming in front of the camera nowadays. We did see Big Dress Gamma. She's finally in front of the camera. We did get some new, newer news anchors. Um, that's part of the KLP Entertainment family. So I'm very, very excited for that acquisition that that went through. And you know, hopefully you guys like the new direction we're going with SNN. I love it. It's fantastic. The scripting is right. Everything is that's really, really cool. It's like a nice it's like taking SNN from KLP Entertainment. We're ten, turning it up a notch. So I'm very, very excited for that. Um, but that was basically it, Simone. I didn't have too, too much going on uh for for the weekend sounds like a fun weekend it is just really more a, a chill weekend but i do have a story kevy and look maybe i'm chatty patty on this morning show or i'm just gossiping i don't know what it is but i wanted to talk about this real quick because as our fan base know we we do we all work out you know i work out you work out james and tyrus they work out monica worked out so I mentioned Monica because Kennedy, you allowed Monica to, and I shouldn't say it like that because that's kind of wrong. But of course, Monica left y'all's house Sunday and you say, yeah, that's cool. Cause you, you got to go uh, to the gym with, with your brother. So I took Monica out the house and we ended up going to the gym. Now we go to the same, we go, we both go to project. A lot of, a lot of tidbit, a lot of our fan base don't know. We do all well to the same, uh, we do go to crunch sometimes we don't go to the same jail because we go at different times so i remember you went with your brother early in the morning of course later on yesterday maybe like last night well maybe it was last night me and monica went to the gym and you know we were you know we were it was just girls night out you know you wasn't there and of course my boo wasn't there you know everybody this was a girl's workout session, right? Because it was yoga. We coming up in there. And I see what you be meaning. I see what guys be, be meaning when, well, the good guys where, you know, women, certain women, and I'm not women shaming because I'm a woman too. I'm not women shaming nobody here on the podcast or out there in the universe, but I can understand why guys get conflicted, right? Because I like to look good, right? I had my leggings on and my, my, my sports top. You know, Monica had her leggings and her sports top, and we were looking cute, you know. But there was this one girl that come that came into the gym. Kennedy, I kid you not. And I'm glad Monica was not with you when this happened because she would have looked at you to say, hmm, let's see what Kennedy's doing. You 
you being the respectful man, you're going to turn around and you're going to look the other way. This girl came to the gym with some, it was extremely short shorts, and I really thought she had nothing under there. I thought she just had a big t-shirt and panties. That, that's all I thought she, she had on. And I looked to Monica, and Monica saw the same thing too. And we said, oh man, if our men were here with us right now, they wouldn't know how to act. But I saw it, and I just, I don't understand the type of women who, who dress like that, right? And again, I'm not woman shaming, but I'm just trying to understand, you know you're doing this because of some specific reason. Maybe it's part of your gear, maybe that's how you get your sweat off, but long behold, I'm wearing, if it's shorts, it's a little bit above the knee, but not super above the knee. Most of the time when I when we go in for yoga, me and Monica, we wear leggings, right? That's one of the things we like to wear when we work out and get it in, get our get our, our yoga in and our work, our our women fitness in, right? But Kennedy, I understand because you pawed about this before, and this this happened to us yesterday. We looked over and we was like, mm, 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 mm. she's looking a little thirsty, ain't she? And her face was beat too. Face was filled with makeup. I was like, so are you really coming in for women's fitness or are you just, you trying to get somebody? You trying to get in somebody's bed. Right? Again, not woman shaming, but it's just, it's very interesting with some of our women, see what they wear. And we, we saw it and I, look, I, I just don't get it. I would dress appropriate for the gym, right? But I wouldn't be like that because let me tell you, because if Kevin saw me, Kevin's my, my, my boo, by the way. A lot of people don't know that about me. But Kevin, if Kevin saw this, he would have lost his shit. If I, dressed, if I dressed like that and some dude tried to hit on me and Kevin was there, Kevin would have, look, he would have went in. He would have went in, Kevin. Yes. Folks, let me, let me, let me express to you, because I, I met Kevin. Obviously, when Simone got uh, hired on for, you know, KOP Entertainment and then she got hired on to be an MC, I had to meet Kevin, right? Because for a respectful thing, because obviously Simone, she's working with a male and, you know, it's good to bring Hubbo around and say, hey, Kevin, you know, I'm Hubboss, but I mean, we all kind of collaborating on this. There's nothing else going on. It's, she's my co-host. And she making her numbers pop, right? This is just business, right? So, Simone's Kevin, shout out to Kevin. If you're listening to this morning show, shout out to you, man. That dude big. I wouldn't want to mess with Kevin. Now, I'm not saying Kevin is a bodybuilder, but Kevin got that, that he got the six pack. He got muscles, right? He made me like he's actually one of my besides me because I've had many many inspirations of, of my work workout routine. But that dude is big, right? Like I'm saying, if you you piss him off, you look at him wrong, he you out out like a light. So I know Kevin personally, and I know I know that he would knock somebody out if someone came up to you, Simone, and started flirting with you. So shout out to Kevin, but I know. I know I've seen Kevin, um, but it is true. You know, I've had that happen to me, um, you know, where I glance over r- real briefly now, because obviously Monica doesn't play that. Monica see me doing it. She'd be like, what you looking at? 
you need to be looking right here right here so you know it's very very interesting with, with the gym workout routines and you know we we get it in with that for sure so i always gonna say health is wealth but ladies you guys know you ladies know what you're doing trying to be fine at the gym and makeup and face beat and what else and what have you so y'all know what y'all doing speaking of who knows what they doing or maybe not i don't know we've got to talk about it now i wanted to get this off my chest uh, because the main topic of the of the episode and i know i'm a little late to the game i know a lot of podcasters radio show hosts simone they already reviewed their reactions about summer game fest I was going to be I was going to do a reactions video on Saturday, but something came up and I couldn't get to the studio. I couldn't get this done on Saturday. And quite honestly, this weekend I just wanted a weekend to to, to just rest, right? So that's why we're doing the reaction on Monday's episode. Summer Game Fest. Um and I'm going to be talking about the Friday. No, was it Friday or Thursday? One of them, the the first day of Summer Game Fest, the one that Jeff Keeley kicked off and i've been seeing it all over twitter and facebook simone over this past weekend that summer gang fest have not been what people were looking into and i kind of agree i i really agree um i don't know if they made their mark for summer gang fest this year um it was highly anticipated and everybody was looking forward to summer gang fest simply because e3 did get canceled right um so summer game fest was the the next best thing to keep it going um and we didn't really see a whole lot um with summer game fest there's a list of everything that got announced but some of this stuff we kind of already knew about um but the games that we've gotten um they got a release date we did get a new sonic game which i'll go in further into that as well um, so the first thing, well, not really the first thing, but I'm just going by this list here, but obviously we know what the first thing was. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming in early 2024, and I'm really, really excited about this one because this is the continuation of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, when the Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, it was beautiful. Uh, I bought it day one. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun. It was very, very interesting. And I played Final Fantasy before Simone, but I haven't played Final Fantasy in a while. So when I dabbled back into it, playing Final Fantasy uh, 7 Remake and really enjoyed the game, I got the free upgrade for PlayStation 5. It was amazing. And to see that there's another continuation of this being the Final Fantasy 7 uh, Rebirth coming early 2024 i'm thinking february when this thing will be out um it's going to be good right because the the, the first remake the first chapter was so amazing it was really really uh, it was it was long like it was a whole lot you can do within the game and you know i really love to do the different characters the character development the storyline um i I'm, I'm i'm happy about it right now we get to see more we get to play with uh barrett um Aerith, Tifa, and then Red, and then of course with Cloud, and who knows, we might be playable to play against Sephiroth and see the continuation of that uh, that rivalry. So, um, I, I'm going. I'm very very excited. Now you're exploring the worlds outside of Midgard. I do hope that we can come back to Midgard 
in this game. I, I love the open worldness, but I hope that this map is just tremendously big where there's a lot of things going on into this game. Um, very, very good. Uh, I will be getting this game early next year for PlayStation 5. Um, the next game that got announced, which everybody was... Look, I'm happy we got a release date. And I'm super excited that this game did not get canceled, not canceled, but uh, delayed. But here's the gripe I got with Insomniac Games and Spider-Man 2. Now, Spider-Man 2, Simone, is coming out October 20th, 2023. I think that that is a very superb idea, right? Because you gotta, you gotta understand, everybody was rumored and everybody was hoping for September. I am super glad it's October. Let me tell you why. Because this game is competing. If it came out in September, you got Starfield, which you're getting. You're going to talk about the Xbox um, showcase because you wanted to dabble on into that. But you got Starfield coming out in September, September 6th. You've got Mortal Kombat 1 coming out in September as well. This was a smart move from Insomniac to say, okay, we'll wait a month. Because they don't want to compete with all these other games. That's coming out in September. This game, this game comes out in October. And there's not much coming out in October. So that we've, we've heard so far. So this is where they're going to make their bag. And I think this was a superb idea. This was a very fantastic idea. Um, Insomniac Games, they said this game is ready. It's going to be ready October 20th. Which is great. I'm glad. Uh, yes, I'm getting this game day one. Obviously. It's going to be fun, but I don't understand, and maybe Summer Game Fest paid higher than the PlayStation Showcase, but why did we have to wait until the Summer Game Fest just to get a simple uh, release date? That's the part I'm just like, okay, you didn't, so Summer Game Fest with, with, with Spider-Man, we didn't get to see any gameplay for game fest we didn't see none none of the gameplay we didn't we didn't dabble into no gameplay no updates no nothing but they had the game director to say hey here's the release date okay bye i don't understand i i guess i'm not understanding why didn't they just do that at the playstation showcase maybe summer game fest paid them a lot of money to hold their announcement off that's just my assumption i'm glad we got a release date but it just made no sense to me i don't know it, it just did not make uh, any any sense to me uh, for that uh, Prince of Persia the Lost Crown is coming next year that game looks good they, that game looks really really fun it's a 2d platformer I'm glad that they're reprising this this franchise back Prince of Persia has been a fantastic franchise back in the day and then as of late you haven't heard anything right so I'm glad that this this game is coming out and they, you know they've got kind of a a feel to it where you got this platformer who has a wicked cool hairstyle, by the way. It kind of gives me Black Panther or Black Panther mixed with Kendrick Lamar's hairstyle within the main character of Prince Persia, Persia the Lost Crown. Um, I like it. I, I like it. It's for the culture. I, I really like this game. And I don't see this game being $60, but then again, who knows? Um, but I might pick this one up maybe later on when it goes on sale simply be, and not because simply because there's a lot of other games that's coming out that is this more bigger right uh they did uh they did make this game up from the ground up and it's coming january 2024 so um 
it looks it looks very fantastic. It looks fun. Uh, we did get to see a more extensive gameplay. This was the first thing, Simone, that they announced. Was Mortal Kombat 1 is Bone Crushing uh, gameplay. This game is brutal. It is brutal. It's a lot. But I think this is where it, it, it works. It works for us Mortal Kombat fans. It's more grittier. It's more... You got to have the stomach for it. Right? I wouldn't play this game while trying to eat something. I would just play this game and just understand what the game is. Uh, the gameplay looks good. Uh, 60 frames per second. The characters are freshed and revamped. I can tell that... And the, the guy, the game director, or the creator did say... Um, I think he said uh, his name is Eric Boone, I think. He said in the Summer Game Fest that he... is we're, They're starting over. It's a new, new genre. It's a new era. But they're kind of starting over. Hence the name Mortal Kombat 1, right? We saw a trailer of Raiden and a younger version of Raiden. And you can really tell that all these characters are a little bit younger than what we know and what we remember from Mortal Kombat 11. Um, yes, I will be picking this up. This was smart that, you know, Spider-Man gets, gets a, a month, uh, not delay, because it wasn't delayed. A month, uh, a month later release date for them because this is their competition as Mortal Kombat 1, right? Because they know... Um, NetherRealm Studios, they're going, they're going to make a lot of money for this because a lot of people will be, will be picking this up, um, for their systems and it's grittier. It's different. Um, I like it. I, I like the goriness of it. I can't wait to see how the story unfolds itself in this game. Um, and we did get to see a very, very long gameplay for that. I, I do like it how you are creating uh what it's more it's like an echo fighter but they call it a different thing in this game where you can put, you can choose a backup character to kind of uh intervene in in your in your match in your fight by pressing a simple button they they, they kind of do their move in there and you can tag team that up so very very cool i really really like that idea um so more to come back got announced uh fortnite wilds re uh reveals transformer crossover and eh. here's the thing that surprised me sonic superstars sonic superstars has surprised me i did not think we were going to get a new sonic game this year i because they're riding the train from sonic frontiers right and sega's like hey we got sonic frontier so that that there there you go but as summer game fest simone sonic superstars gets an announcement and it was very very cool uh sonic superstars is a new 2d classic sonic game coming this year um this game looks fantastic they're taking the classic sonic formula again right and they're bringing it more into a 3d effect I think Sega's realizing, Simone, that this is their moneymaker, is Classic Sonic, right? Because if you look back at Sonic Mania, Sonic Mania was a hit. Um, here's the thing that everybody, and this is good too, because you can choose between Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, right? So I, I, I do appreciate that you can choose between more characters in a classic field. And towards the end of the trailer, you saw Fang and his, 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 his uh, Starship thing. He's going to cross over to that 3D element and we get to see what it looks like in 3D because we never really got to see it, right? Very, very excited. Uh, I do think with this game, though, what would be cool? Because you got to remember, there were more characters from the classic era, right? You had Team Chaotix 
from Knuckles Chaotix game. Team Chaotix was in the 2D field. They that would have been cool if they brought them back. Will we see Bean and, and Bark? So Bark the Polar Bear and Bean the Dynamite. Will we see those two? Will we see Ray and Mighty the Arbordillo? Will we see the these characters into this game? I think this will this will be the icing on the cake if you're able to um, use all the characters, right? Because that's one thing I think with Sonic and Sega, they don't use every character, and I think they're not using all their IPs and they miss out on that. Now, here's the gripe with that game, and we're going to move on, but here's the gripe of that game that everybody is not happy with. Sonic Superstars is slated to be a $60 release. Look, Sega got to make their money somehow, but I can kind of understand why us gamers and people in the community are a bit upset about this. Because Sonic Mania released for $20 when it first came out. Obviously, I grabbed it because it was just $20, right? So, everybody was upset now that this game probably most likely will be a $60 price tag attached to it. Being that Sonic Mania was a $20 release. But you gotta think about it, guys. Yes, this is a classic Sonic 2D game. But they're adding 3D elements into this right they're doing a lot of animation sculpting crafting each stage i i do hope this game is big enough big enough for the 60 dollars price tag now if this game is short and you're charging 60 dollars yeah i can kind of see that i can kind of see why gamers and people in the, in the gaming community are upset about this but you've got a classic sonic but he's more in 3d right you got the 3d stages you've got all the characters right it costs money to to animate sonic tails knuckles and amy it's going to cost some money um so i don't know maybe it goes on sale for christmas i i don't know but i will we'll follow through and see what else they have to offer i do i do hope that this game is big i do hope they offer a lot of stuff within this game along with the story mode i do see it being a, a very popular thing with online service so I, I look forward to it. I look forward to see what, what happens uh, after that. But that was a huge surprise because I did not know that was coming. That It just hit it. It just hit Summer Game Fest. I got to say that was really the, the highlight of Summer Game Fest was Sonic Superstars. That was like the only game that we were not expecting and we got, right? Uh, Alan Wake 2 gets a huge gameplay revealed. Alan Wake uh, looks fantastic. Uh, this might not be a game for me specific, but... It is good to see that this game is in fruition. I know a lot of Alan Wake fans prayed and, you know, hoped for part two. Uh, I played part one and it was fun, but I just, every game's not going to be for everybody, right? And I, I don't think this is a game that's for me specifically, but it's for pretty much everybody. Uh, the Like a Dragon gets a kind of an expansion uh, to it. Uh, like a Dragon is called Like a Dragon Gaiden Simone and, you know, uh, this game is a, it's a, it's a Yakuza game, so I'm not, you know, afraid of it. You know, it, you know, it's a Yakuza game. You know, they're always fantastic. Star Trek Infinity gets announced. Eh, not a fan. Um, towards the end, though, we got a lot of games that were, I don't know. They were just kind of like, just kind of third, not third party, but just like expansion to things and things that we just really didn't really ask for but they gave it to us you know and that's why i'm scrolling through the list here uh, uh, street fighter 6 x exo primal i thought this was another 
not another new Street Fighter game, but I thought this would be a DLC for like a story mode, but this was kind of a partnership with another game, so everybody was like, oh, we didn't ask for it, but okay, thanks. Uh, Netflix shows, shows The Witcher 3 season, uh, excuse me, The Witcher season 3 trailer. Um, thanks, but you know, Nicolas Cage came on stage, Simone, and he's a great, phenomenal actor, but I don't play Dead by Daylight, so I was like, okay, didn't ask for that. Um, yeah, towards the end, though, it just was a lot of games that I just didn't care for too much. Um, a lot of indie, which is not, there's nothing wrong with indie, but we were just kind of hoping, we were just kind of hoping Summer Game Fest to be, you know, the, the nail in the coffin, like the, the moment where we get a lot of stuff and we just, I don't know, I felt like we still just didn't get a whole lot of stuff. Um, and it's cool, I guess. I mean, I just, you, I don't know. And then Sandland, a new action game by Akura. Toriyami and Bando Namco. I thought that was a new Dragon Ball Z game, honestly. I think a lot of people, when they saw the trailer and they said, from the creators of Dragon Ball, I thought this was going to be a new Dragon Ball Z game, but it was something completely different. Um, yeah, so my inverted with the Summer Game Fest uh, event, it was just, I don't know, it just wasn't hitting the way I remember it was. Usually, Summer Game Fest in E3 was a game or was a season or was a festival and an event where we got some major titles, but it was just a whole bunch of what's called fillers, right? And that's the one thing that's lacking with a lot of these press conferences now is simply because they're just, they're just filling the show and it's just like it's boring we didn't ask for some of these games some of the games we already knew about you know it's nothing new um so i i don't know this is that that's just my take on it uh, summer game fest for sure i agree with you kennedy seeing you know summer game because i i got a glimpse of summer game fest and i wasn't too impressed as well you know, some of the games we saw. Now, the only thing I'm impressive, I saw Mortal Kombat 1 looks phenomenal, right? And I think that was their their heavy hitter. Uh, like you said, you know, Sonic Superstars was a complete surprise for a lot of us gamers and gaming community. Spider-Man. I, I didn't understand this, this Spider-Man concept because we've got an animated video of the release date. They, I agree. They could have just announced that at so at PlayStation Showcase, right? Because if you remember, PlayStation Showcase, we saw a gameplay of Spider-Man. That was the heavy hitter of the show. But we didn't get a release date. So in our minds, we're thinking, okay, Summer Game Fest, they're going to show us a little bit more, plus a release date. At Summer Game Fest, they just showed us release date. And I said, you could have, they could have announced that at the PlayStation Showcase. Why there is between PlayStation Showcase and Summer Game Fest kickoff is about a week and a half. <laughs> so I, I don't understand why they didn't uh, just announce it at PlayStation Showcase. But I maybe maybe you're right, Kennedy. Maybe they Summer Game Fest paid more just to get that release, just to get the viewership up. Um, but I agree. We didn't get to see a whole lot of content we didn't get to see anything new so that's why a lot of people in the gaming community said that you know summer game fest was a waste of time because we were expecting something some games that 
are new, whether they're in development or not. This is what's coming up next in the next year. But we got a bunch of fillers. And that's where people get frustrated with these press conferences and these showcases because if you're just going to sell us on fillers, we're not interested. We're interested in the the good stuff. We're interested in the the big stuff. Now we move for, forward and forward a couple of days later, now Xbox's turn. And the last radio show we did, you know, Xbox has some some big shoes to fill. And I feel like when it came down to the Xbox showcase we kind of got some fillers, but we kind of didn't. Um, so this was the game showcase and the Starfield Direct. So the heavy hitter was Starfield. Um, that's what everybody was anticipating. Um, we did get games like uh, Still Waits the Deep, um, South by South of Midnight. Um, those games are cool. I mean, you know, it, it's a game. Th- those are just, I don't know, for me, those are games that I just never get into but maybe it's somebody will get into those type of games uh we did get the first uh story missions uh invasion is the name of it then now this is very interesting uh so from overwatch overwatch 2 is getting its first story missions and tease a new hero um I think they're still trying to chug away at Overwatch 2 because Overwatch 2 just did not do well in sales. So they're trying everything to kind of revamp. Um, I'm glad that Overwatch is getting a story mode because that would be something that people will be very, very uh, interested in. I am here for the online play and playing against online, but to get us really interested into Overwatch, yeah, story mode, right? To really get us intrigued into that. So, can't wait, can't wait to see what that looks like. Um, like I say, we didn't, we didn't see too much. We saw, you know, Like a Dragon sequel, um, from Xbox. That was cool. I mean, it, there's not too much going on there. It's a, it's a Yakuza game, so you know the Yakuza games are gonna, like you say, they're gonna be good. Uh, Persona has two new games coming to Xbox. Very, very excited for that. Uh, Persona is coming out there for sure. Uh, Xbox announces the new black um, Xbox Series X with one terabyte of storage for 349 so that's good. You know, uh, Keanu Reeves was on the press conference and he announced the Phantom Liberty's action-packed new trailer. It was a new trailer. That game looks amazing. I'm glad the CG- CD Projekt Red is coming back and trying to fix this game. And they did. For the most part, they did. Um... But this was the expansion pack in the event. Idris Elba is in it, in this expansion pack. So that's always cool to see amazing artists and amazing uh, actors come into the video game world. Uh, like you mentioned, Nicolas Cage. Um, again, Motorsport has a fall release date. Again, that game looks amazing. They're using Cadillac as their next superstar car. So that's that's good. Swanas, I probably butchered that. Swanas Saga Hellblade 2, again, a game we kind of hardly knew, but I'm excited for this one because they did use uh, Unreal Engine and they did use MetaHuman Creator and they tested the animator for Unreal Engine. Can't wait for us to get that as well. We got Flight Simulator 2024, has uh, Hot Balloons, Skydive, Aviation, and much more. Those games are really, really fun to play. Uh, Star Wars 
Star Wars Outlaws, all Outlaws, that's a tongue twister, they're gonna be getting that game, and we didn't, it was more of a cinematic type of trailer, so we didn't get to see any form of uh, gameplay, but this is developed by Ubisoft, and I guess they got an exclusive deal with Xbox. I would love to see this for PlayStation, but as of right now, it's only for Xbox. And the last game that got announced was Starfield. Starfield is slated for September 6th, and as you mentioned, Kennedy, this was smart for Insomniac Games to push back. And this is not a pushback, because they didn't get, this was just their their release. But Spider-Man is coming out in October. So just imagine trying to compete with Mortal Kombat and Starfield with Spider-Man 2, right? There's, there's just too many games coming out. Would have came out in that month, so I'm glad that they say, okay, Spider-Man October, so Starfield can have their release of September 6th. Um... And that was the heavy hitter. It, it looks good. I, I am very hesitant to see what this game looks like on, let's say, if this game. And I think this, they, this game is coming out for Game Pass. I'm very skeptical about how this game will look if you try to stream it um, directly from Game Pass. I think this will be a game much like Halo. It will perform better once you download it from Game Pass onto your system instead of trying to stream it. Um because of the latency and the resolution might drop and the frame rate might drop as well if you're trying to stream it right from Game Pass. But, I don't know. Is it? Xbox has some good things coming out. We just gotta see the scores and Xbox really need these games to work because, again, we've they've had previously, for an example, Redfall being a game that just did not hit well. So now they're trying to retract and say, hey, we need a heavy hitter, right? And Starfield is the one. So again, when that game comes out in September, we'll track the score. Of course, IGN probably going to give it a score and, you know, we'll have the final verdict on that. But Starfield, it, it looks amazing. First person shooter, you're exploring in space. It's good. It's good. That's true. I think, I think a lot of developers are just understanding the pressure right you know because like people like to believe it or not we are in a recession right so a lot of people are very cautious about a lot of developers and publishers they're cautious about the pricing on these games because they got to make their money back right to avoid any loss but in the same time gaming community people in the gaming community are watching what they buy because these are you know 60 70 80 dollar a game pop right spider-man 2 they got a, a legacy ultimate edition where you get a figurine and that's 229 dollars right so i think a lot of people are being kind of cautious about these games and that's why we as podcasters we talk about these games where we review these games and stuff because that's the market right if you're going to charge us we want the best of the best and that's why we feel that you know when we see these showcases and you know the showcases are not hidden that's our mindset because we invest our, our money into these companies and these developers and you know when we get fillers and nothing new then we get frustrated i'm not frustrated but people in the gaming community gets a little frustrated right i don't know it's weird it's a weird time it's a weird weird time indeed but coming up next we got addison hayden up in the studio back of course as she got some news about freddie gibbs and Azalea Banks. Addison, what's going on? Freddie Gibbs loves a good viral moment, and the Indiana rapper 
has now reshared a viral Azealia Banks diss track created in response to her recent comments about D.C. Young Fly's late partner Jackie O. On Thursday, June 8, comedian Dre George, who goes by 90baby underscore Dre on Instagram, took to Instagram to share a diss track towards the controversial rapper. Bitch, did you just compare your birthday to the age in which this man's wife deceased, he said. You disrespect, go to the next slide. I'm about to disrespect the hell out of you with a song. In the next slide, George roasts Banks alive, mostly making references to her forehead, which he deems to be oversized, but also managing to sneak in a men in black reference by dissing her body, calling her a men in black critter's bitch. I love comedy and you came for my boy at desying fly at the wrong time at Azealia Banks forever, he wrote. You tried to capitalize and get some clout off a grieving family, so now it's my turn in the studio. You still mad about some sh asterisk t that happened four years ago, that you went on. Ain't nobody force you to go up there, at empty Vildnaut is the wrong place to show if you don't have thick skin, but disrespecting this man at a time like this over a joke, four years ago, yeah. At Mercedes-Benz, need to hit YADM shorty. Freddie Gibbs then took to his Twitter account to share a snippet of the song on Saturday, June 10th. Vibranium head bitch laughing face emoji, he wrote in the caption, referencing one of the song's lyrics. The diss track was made in response to comments Banks made on Wednesday, June 7th, shortly after Jackie O's passing, in which she appeared to be celebrating her death. Damn DC young fly spent years disguising his own deeply rooted hatred of self as jokes pointed at women's beauty, projecting his own ugliness unto women perfectly secure in their own skin, she wrote. Say what you want about my tears. They were pure tears of rage and not at all a sign of weakness. She continued, because in the end, I won. I'm happy I cried and moved on. That Jackie O girl must have been so deeply insecure about herself. And the nerve of DC to call such a gorgeous woman as Azealia Banks ugly on national television while a bunch of black people laughed. And ironically, dead at 32 exactly on my 32nd birthday, May 31st, 2023, in Miami, Florida. You NGGAS are going to learn to stop fucking with me. The backlash against Banks was swift, with one person calling her an ugly bitter as human being and saying they hope she burns in hell. She's actually on her way to being cancelled. Um, she did some stuff about, and I'm not going to repeat it on this show, um, but a lot of people have some 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 choice words for Azalea Banks. Uh, she made a dagger, if you will, uh, towards uh, the late, great Miss Jackie O, who, pre- who recently passed away. Um, and Jackie O was the girlfriend of DJ Young Fly and, you know, they had three kids together. We all know that story, right? And I kind of agree with the report. Uh, a lot of podcasters, a lot of radio show personnel, um, the ones that I listened to previously, of course, obviously the Joe Bunn podcast, Joe, Queen Flip, uh, Queen's Flip, Ice and Ish and, and Mel. The Joe Budden podcast, they've had their choice words about it, that too. They said it was very uh, distasteful and a bit of disgraceful, disgraceful um, for her to take advantage of somebody and something that 
you know, from somebody who recently passed away. And of course, DJ Young Fly being a celebrity comedian artist that he is, he's grieving. And you use that as a dagger to 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 make yourself go viral and to 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 make yourself be successful in what you got going on. Look, I do not condone people and celebrities. Right. Because she's obviously she's more celebrity than I am. Right. But it is true. It's a bit distasteful when you you use somebody's death and, and misfortune and death to profit. Right. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, so she's on her way to possibly being canceled. So, um, that's just how it is. Coming up next, Arthur Brooks got a short, uh, sports news before we wrap up today's podcast. Arthur, what's going on, man? Lucas Nellarion came up with a ridiculous game winning goal on Saturday night in Chicago. The Columbus Crew star whipped out a wild goal from behind the midfield line to lift them past the Chicago fire in stoppage time. The goal was from almost 61 yards out, and will undoubtedly be in contention for the best goal scored in Major League Soccer all season. The goal was Zellerian's second from behind 50 yards in the past two seasons. He scored one from just more than 56 yards out in October. Cucho Hernandez scored first for the crew in the 59th minute on Saturday night, which gave them a 1-0 lead. Chicago's Serdan Shakiri then tied the match up in the 88th minute with a goal of his own. Zellerion has scored eight times in 15 starts so far this season, his fourth with the crew. Columbus holds an 8-3-6 record, which puts it in sixth in the Eastern Conference standings. Now, before, thank you, Arthur, by the way, I'm sorry. Now, before we get and we close out our podcast today, of course, I do have a must, must, watch list simone and this one's kind of short um because i only i only watch episode one but i wanted to voice this show out there um class of 09 is a good show from fx uh new series starring kate mara and brian t henry along with sapita mofia and brian smith jake mcdormand and brooke smith and so many more cast members now even though rotten tomatoes gave this show a 62 percent, but that's rotten tomatoes it's, it's hard to try to please them as well um i really enjoy this show it is a show that i really recommend people watching if you have hulu or if you have cable and you watch it live on fx by all means um but if you do have hulu this is available on hulu now class of 09 of course tells is a suspenseful thriller limited series class of 09 uh, follows a class of, F- of FBI agents that set three distinct periods in time who grapple the immersiveness changes as the U.S. criminal justice system is altered by artificial intelligence spamming multiple decades in total across interweaving timelines. Uh, of course, the series examines the nature of justice, humanity, and the choices the people uh, make that ultimately... Uh, define their lives and legacy the series stars of course teo teo uh is played by brian uh tyree henry one of the most unorthodox agents to ever join the bureau and poet one of the most successful undercover uh and poet one of the most uh successful undercover excuse me undercover agents of all time poets played is played by kate mara kate mara played in so many other great titles as well 
Um, like I say, I'm only on episode one, and I, I dabbled into it. I recommend people watching and giving it a, a great spin. It's a great show that everybody's been watching. And, of course, I wanted to read a great review. Five stars. This was four weeks ago. So I know this game. This I'm a little bit late to this game of this show. This show just popped up on my list. There's so many other shows out right now. But they say this is the top review. The FX series Class of 09 smartly layers the past, present, and future in telling the story. Introducing viewers to only two timeline frames in which uh, the first five minutes made everything that happened in these five first two episodes easier to absorb. K. Morrow's performance as poet is so good that you are easily pulled into the third time frame present 2023 without feeling disruptive. Now, I did hear a lot of people that watched this episode or this series, Simone, that you really kind of just have to pay attention. Right, just you have to just pay attention to the show to, to really make sure you understand what's going on. Again, class of 09, give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Let us know what you think. Um, I'm only on episode one, but I probably when I leave the studio today, I'm going to watch more of this uh, sh- this show to give my in-depth review um, from FX. Brian Tyree Henry is always good to see him doing stuff. If you guys don't know, he's probably busy right now he plays jefferson davis in the miles morales across the spider verse so he's booked and busy um but congratulations congratulations to everybody that's a part of that uh show that's gonna wrap it up here on this show this morning the klp aftermath morning show season six your host simone teagues and klp kennedy lucas Can, uh, simone has been a pleasure as always this morning stay tuned for snn as we got more news coming from snn and we'll be right back here on the studio of course on wednesday morning to give you guys another exciting podcast episode until then that's gonna wrap it up here on klp aftermath season six i've been your host klp kennedy lucas as always I like to say Stay safe, stay swanky, peace.